0: running washington nationals podcast going today this podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club nat's talk on the go
1: special ops now here are your hosts joe drugan and craig McHenry. joe and craig let's do it well hey there craig we are recording an episode of nat's talk on the go in the off season
0: we are
1: back bitches for, for now bitches um yeah, I, it's also entirely possible that the music for the episode is going to blast out everybody's ears because I think that uh, the app that I use was turned up all the way because I turned around and I was like, oh, my God. So uh, that might be fun. I might have to edit it, but I probably won't. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, probably not um, since I just talked about it. So, For those of you that still have eardrums, welcome <laughs> to Nat's Talk On The Go! Yes, we, I miss hearing that music when I don't get to hear that music.
0: Oh my god, I heard like a little snippet of it and I got
1: really excited. I know, it's so good. It's uh, visceral. I, it is visceral. So it's been, a lot has happened since uh, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series.
0: Yeah, I know. That was, like, a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it was. It's December. Even though it was
0: a little over a month ago.
1: I know. I feel, I feel, it feels like for everyone there's no baseball.
0: Yeah, I, I know we've wanted to do a show, uh, and people have asked us, hey, are you going to do a show? Nothing has happened. Yeah,
1: that's we've been talking about it a lot. It's like, you know, we we would talk about, you know, little nuggets or whatever, but certainly not enough to record an entire podcast episode. And so we would be like, let's talk about that and be like, Oh God, I hope something happens. So we could actually, that'll be a fun five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: We can stretch to eight.
1: Yeah. If we really talk slowly. Yeah. Um, but certainly enough has happened through the first few days of winter meetings to, uh, get an episode in, which obviously starts with the news. of the day, which is, um, Adam Eaton is the Washington Nationals' probably center fielder now.
0: Yes, Adam Eaton in a mega deal. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say it. uh, That sent number one Nats prospect, Lucas Giolito, who we've been talking about for years on this show. Yep. uh, Ronaldo Lopez, who we've seen at the major league level. And uh, what's the first name? Dunning.
1: Uh, Adam Dunning. Dan no, Adam Dunning, it's not Dane, Adam Dunning. Dane Dunning. It's Dane, Dane Dunning. Dunning. Yes, I had it written down because I got it confused with that need, Adam Eaton many times.
0: Which is just a little too much alliteration for my taste, so I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> Damn uh, right. Sent, I believe it's numbers one, three, and six on the Nationals' top ten. I believe that's to correct. To Chicago White Sox for Adam Eaton. And, and nothing else. Twitter went crazy. Yeah.
1: I mean, <clears throat> let, let's not pretend. You know, we we've been chatting a little bit about this. Um, just to kind of see what you know, what pages are on? Not much, but uh, let's not pretend like that's not a haul because yes. that's a haul. I that's mean, that's a big deal. That is that is White Sox. Who is the White Sox GM? I don't even know. Uh, so, Rick Han. Yeah. Uh g- Hahn. Good, good day for Rick Hahn. Hahn. Yeah. Good day. Good day for him. Good two days for Rick. Yeah. Hahn. Good two days after the Nats lost out on Chris Sale, which we'll talk about. Um, but. Getting the you know Lopez and and Giolito uh, and Dunning I mean of those three uh, who's the biggest get for you uh, the biggest get right I, I still think is
0: Lucas Giolito okay um, I don't think there's much question about that I know I know the White Sox are uh, reportedly higher on Ronaldo Lopez yeah uh, than Giolito right now but I think that probably could be a result of just um, MLB readiness, yeah, yeah. Um, just because uh, Lopez's time in the majors has been uh, slightly more effective than Giolito's time in the majors.
1: Yeah, that that's so a far. that's a good point. Um, I, you know, I think Giolito's certainly the 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 sexy big piece, as it were. Um, he's got
0: the higher upside for sure. No
1: doubt. He has the higher upside. Um, we've, we've kind of been talking about this as all this conversation was happening. I personal, personally... Pers- believe. Personally believe that um, I, I don't think Giolito's is quite going to pan out. Um, I just think he's one of those big name arms with a big old body that um, is never going to quite get the command right in order to be what the Nationals hoped, which was, like, their ace. That's kind of what they wanted. Now, do I still think there's a chance he could be an effective Major League pitcher for a while? Yeah. Oh, I do. I totally do. I think there's a chance that he could work on those mechanics and figure it out, but uh, I don't know that I believe that he's going to be a number one or number two ever. Yeah. Personally.
0: I know there's a lot of talk about that lately, and uh, it seems uh, at least pretty evident as of the trade deadline this year that the Nationals were already starting to, I don't know if sour is the right word, um, but kind of lower expectations for him. um, When they were talking one for one for Andrew Miller uh, with the Yankees. Right. Um, So it's been pretty clear that the Nationals – see more of what you see from him than what everyone has seen in the past, uh, for Lucas Giolito. But like you said, make no mistake, this is a big deal. Uh, and it could turn out to be a very bad one for the nationals, but it could also turn out to be a, a very good one for the nationals. And, uh, this is to take absolutely nothing away from the player that Adam Eaton is, uh, He is a player that I know I've mentioned on this show, I believe in midseason, that I wanted to see him in D.C. as the national center fielder. Yeah, for sure. Uh, He is, over the last three seasons, he's averaged five war each year. Uh, He just turned 28 years old yesterday. He's under team control for the next five seasons at, I want to say, around $38 million.
1: Yeah, it's not a lot of money.
0: He has a rocket for an arm. Um, I, I, I think he, uh, is going to endear himself to the DC fan base pretty quickly. Uh, he, he's got a lot of those, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. White guy characteristics that people <laughs> love, uh, so much grit, heart, hustle, all right. of those words,
1: the, the Lombardozzi uh, words,
0: the Lombardozzi qualities that everyone loves so very much. Yeah. Uh, that endear themselves to people, uh, especially in DC so much. Right. Um, so I think people are going to love him. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say he's not a star star. He's not going to have the flashy flashy personality or anything like that, but he's just going to show up every day, get the job done. Uh, he's not going to be a sexy quote, but, uh, he's a good player, uh, good contact guy. Um, and, yeah, like I said, he, I think he put up a 6.2 war last season. So the Nationals but are getting It's 6.0 uh, on
1: fan graphs. I don't know what he was on on ref. Okay.
0: He's uh, a very good player. He's younger than Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Uh, and he had a far better last year than Andrew McCutcheon. Well, and, and he, I, think, uh, yeah. I think a really good
1: – a so, a, so much cheaper. B, and so well, much more control. You get to, you, you're controlling his career for much longer. McCutcheon only has two years left. He's a younger, play, younger player. Um, and Adam Kilgore tweeted something about this that I think was a really good point. That if, if this deal was made for Andrew McCutcheon, a lot of Nats fans would not have a problem with it.
0: No problem, because he is a name.
1: Because he's a name, but Adam Eaton's a better baseball player.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and he's younger, and he's he's cheaper, and and, like you said, uh, a lot more control. Um, In terms of the reaction, I completely understand, uh, and I think it's justified for people to be upset um, that it seems like the Nationals have given up a lot for this player, Right. Uh, I think that does in some sense undervalue what Adam Eaton is like we like I said this is a player who's averaged 5 war a year for 3 years in the AL yeah
1: he's he's been a great player and just his numbers in on fan graphs are a little bit lower but it's still impressive numbers. His offense is great. His de- his defense last year was good. It's kind of average defense with McCutcheon. If the nationals, pardon me, we're going to make that move they were They knew they were getting below average defense, right? They, they just knew we'll, that was going to be a thing.
0: We'll have plenty more time in the off season to discuss where exactly he fits in. I'm not sure he automatically slots into center field. Right. Uh, I I think exactly right field. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> well done.
0: Uh, uh, he, he's he got a, a, an absolute canon for an arm, uh, and I think there's definitely a conversation to be had there between uh, him and Harper, who's going to be playing center field. Um, but that's, like I said, a conversation for another day. But, um, like I said, everyone, you're justified in your, uh, I guess, complaint about giving up this type of package for a player who's not a name like Chris Sale or Andrew McCutcheon or anything like that. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone saw Lucas Giolito pitching at the major league level, uh, throwing 92, 91, 93 miles an hour, not a lot of movement. Yeah. Going three, going four innings, not being able to go deep in games, not being able to locate anything really at all. Um, multiple starts. Yes, he was young. Um, but everyone saw that pitcher. Other GMs saw that picture, and of course, every GM is always going to say, I can fix him, I've got the guy who can fix him, blah, blah, blah. Right. But uh, he just wasn't getting the results at the major league level. Uh, I still am not sold that Ronaldo Lopez is going to end up a starter either.
1: Yeah, I think, and that's the the ultimate thing about prospects are that. They are prospects. You know that there's a chance that, that guy, those guys can be really, really good elite-level baseball players. But Adam right. Eaton already is. Yes. <laughs> and so when you're getting a, a major league player with a ton of team control who's been consistently good for three, four years, then you say, okay, we know we're getting this guy. We're We're fulfilling a need that we know we have with our offense. And... You you mortgage the future in some ways for something that may or may not pan out. It could end up being that Lucas Gilito and Re- Ronaldo Lopez do not pan out. I think you're right, Craig. You said said earlier about Lopez. Like I think that Lopez's value is he probably will be in their rotation on Opening Day in 2017. Because, yes, and
0: I I don't think that they're done making moves. I think Cantana is gone as well.
1: Yeah, I, and and I think that that Lopez, but I think that Lopez makes an impact now. And I think that Giolito has a better chance to make an impact in a year um, or later this year, or this coming year. But I just, there's no guarantee. And then, you know, you have who knows what you're getting from Dane Dunning, who was drafted in 2016.
0: Yeah, so, who was recently drafted, who's coming out of University of Florida where you've already seen a couple pitchers out of this monster pitching class that have been, I'm going to go ahead and say, busts out of the gate. Right. Big-time draft picks pitchers right. who have been mediocre at the very best right. out of this flaunted uh, uh just gorgeous rotation uh in college that just haven't been able to do it as professionals. So, you don't know what kind of pitcher Dunning is going to be yet. Uh the potential is obviously there, but uh you're looking at a trade which the Nationals did not hurt their major league roster at all and added one of their two major needs in
1: a center fielder. Yep.
0: And whether the center fielder is Adam Eaton or Bryce Harper, they have filled the outfield hole that is there.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I I don't think there's too much doubt about that. The one, you know, the one thing about getting rid of, um, of both Giolito and Lopez is you're really going all in on Gio Gonzalez being all right. And Steven Strasburg being all right. And Joe Ross being all right. Um, because without having Giolito and Lopez, AJ Cole will be fine in that role. You go below that, and things get. T- are you sure that Austin Voth is ready to be at the major league level? Uh, outside of that, you're you're kind of you're kind of hurting for depth in the organization. Now, as spring training gets closer, it's easy to sign veteran depth that are just trying to get a chance to be you know to make an appearance. la... Uh, you know, guys like, what's his name? I can't even think of the guy's name last year that they added super pale Matt Latos. Yeah. Uh, uh, super pale. These are the things I, I recognize. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know that you're going to be running into, you could be running into trouble. You're, you're hurting your organizational depth. You're counting on your guys that are already there. Yes.
0: So, um, and, I for one I'm not really that concerned with Steven Strasburg's long-term health.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not either. I'm just saying you you they're they're banking on that. Yeah. That his this health is, is going to be fine. This is a win now move. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, this is these are three pieces that the Nationals uh, had a surplus of and that was prospects. Yep. Eric Fetty, not gone. Right. Still a prospect. Uh, Victor Robles, still there. Which is huge. Uh, As of right now, they're still there. And Robles was actually probably going to be the number one prospect for the Nationals.
1: Yeah, and And he was was certainly going to be in that deal for Chris Sale.
0: Right. And he was going to be a top 10, probably, he probably will be a top 10 prospect in Major League Baseball. And there is talk that he could be a number one, the number one prospect in all of baseball in a year's time. So... Okay, uh, there's talk that Robles could be, uh, the top prospect in all of baseball in just one year's time. So, um, these are, this is why you have a system. And I saw a great tweet and I can't remember who it was, but I know it wasn't Nightingale because that guy is crazy. He has had some stinkers. I don't even know where that guy is getting his information. Goodness gracious. Um, but it said something like, Is it just me, or does Mike Rizzo always seem to have top prospects he's willing to trade? He absolutely is. I mean, if you look at uh, the Nationals' system and the players they've graduated, I know we talked about it a little bit at the end of last season, uh, with how many uh, first-round picks the Nationals had in their uh, lineup, and especially how many they had had coming up through the Nationals' system. I mean, with Zimmerman, Rendon, with Harper, with Strasburg, uh, all of these players, you know, just coming up. Uh, Mike Rizzo seems to always have these guys, and whether that's uh, him or the team that he's developed, um, that, you know, is developing all these players, uh, he always seems to have these pieces there uh, that he's able to have the chips to make the moves. Um And this move especially, he was trading uh, for a need, uh, and that need was a center fielder, uh, a very good center fielder who you can probably tell by now that Joe and I both are quite high on. Uh, I love Adam Eaton. I think he's a great fit um, from a position of strength, and that was depth, uh, prospect depth, which is what the White Sox wanted. Uh, it didn't work out for Chris Sale, but also the Nationals did not need a starter. As much as I wanted Chris Sale, didn't actually need a starter. Would have been really nice, would have been awesome, but didn't get him. That's fine. And you can say all you want about, you know, why don't we ever trade prospects and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Well, we kind of just did. So um, that's a pretty nice transition into the whole sale uh conversation um why don't you uh lead us down a little bit of that path with uh, what happened with chris sale
1: so it seemed um, a lot like chris sale was going to be um a nat a nat. like it seemed like it was going to be a done a, a pretty close to done deal which kind of came out of nowhere uh the nationals certainly don't have a need for a third ace caliber pitcher Um, which is what he would be. He would, I mean, he honestly would slot in above Strasbourg, Um, and you know, Rizzo said, basically these opportunities don't come up all that often and he's incredibly good and we wanted to see what happened. And it sounded like, I mean, they really went for him. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I don't, I'm interested to, I would be interested to know what the plan was there. Was the plan like. You know, you give away all of your prospects, which it sounded like sounded like they were going to do. It sounded like it was instead of being dun- dunning, it was going to be like Robles. I mean, it, it was, was
0: actually the exact same package plus Robles. Oh, was it really? It was the exact God. same package plus Robles. That's crazy. Um, yeah.
1: So it would have been a huge get, and then so you have your next starting pitcher. You still don't have you. You've completely mortgaged your entire you know top ten in your, in your prospects. And then you have a couple of years of Chris sale. Uh, you still have a center field problem and you still have a closing problem. Right. That's um, what I was.
0: yeah, I was, yeah, I was just trying to say about how, you know, it fit, it fit a need and all of these things. And it would have been nice to have sale. Totally. But it's just, it wasn't that necessary as good as it would have been to have. But, um, this whole Chris sale thing, like, uh, as much as I love these prospects that we just gave up for Adam Eaton, um, at the end of the day, this this deal uh, that they took instead uh, for Chris Sale from the Red Sox, I mean, that's just that's a better deal, I think.
1: The better deal for them. For them, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I think so. The too. Red
0: Sox deal was was I think a better deal, and uh, Rick Hahn of the White Sox. He leveraged Mike Rizzo really well. He took uh, the Nationals and he took Mike Rizzo's deal, and he said, "This is the best that he's offering. Can you do better?" And they said, "Yes, we can." And that's just baseball. That's how it works.
1: Yep. Because yeah, they, and, I'm sure that's almost exactly how it works. Like this is their deal. If you want them, you're going to have to do better than that. And the Red Sox said, "Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's fine. We'll 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 give you more." Um. And and Rizzo as he doesn't do in many trades, get lost out. But this is a whole different, I think, Mike Rizzo than we've ever seen before with the way that yeah. he's willing to move prospects around. Because he just, at the beginning of winter meetings, said, our philosophy didn't change about changing top prospects. Well, obviously it did. <laughs> because yeah. you 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 traded a bunch of them. Yep. So um, I, I think that the way it turned out, it... Worked out better for the Nats need. Yeah, I think Um, so. Um, I I really do think that.
0: As bummed as I was, we didn't get Chris Sale in a curly W. It wasn't something the Nationals actively needed. Right. Uh, It didn't. You you get Chris Sale. You're out four top prospects. um, And you still don't have a center fielder or a
1: closer. And you only so, and you only have Chris Sale for half as many years as you have Adam Eaton. So right. I mean, you you just all around it's a better deal as long as you believe that that Adam Eaton is going to continue to be the player that he is. And there's when you're doing it for three years and you're and you're as young as he is, you have to imagine that that's going to continue happening. He's only twenty eight years old.
0: No question, no question. So, so
1: the wholesale thing was
0: interesting. Um, the Nationals, I think, got a fantastic player in Adam Eaton. I am really looking forward um, to seeing him play and, you know, just seeing what happens kind of with the development of Giolito now. I'm kind of going to follow what's going to happen there because I'm really interested. I mean, i am generally been following this guy for a while now. Yeah. Uh, and he definitely took a step back this year, and I want to see – if that continues, if it was a flash in the pan before or, or what. So uh, it could be a huge move for the Nationals and obviously could bite Mike Rizzo in the ass. But uh, at the end of the day, this is a win-now move. This filled a need for the Nationals, uh, and I think it's a great move. So uh, you gotta you got to spend money to make money. Yesterday, uh, Tuesday, everyone was clamoring that the Nationals weren't willing to give up enough uh, to get a player like Chris Sale that filled – not a hole and here they are giving up prospects to fill a hole and now people are complaining so i just don't understand that as much so you got to spend money to make money yep um prospects are there to be assets
1: i agree and i just want to say one more thing on the gilito thing i'm going to keep an eye on it too similar to the how i kept an eye on alex meyer when he left um, yeah, and that did not at all turn out well for the Twins. So Alex Meyer was a big uh, pitching prospect for the Nationals when in went in the Ramos deal. Is that right? I think he. I think, I think he went in the Ramos deal. No, no.
0: I think span? Ramos was yeah. Span. Span
1: deal. Okay.
0: Yeah. Span Ramos was Matt. Oh, Matt
1: caps. Oh God. Still another good deal. Oh yeah. It was the span deal that, that uh, Alex Meyer went in. Um, and Alex Meyer has pitched a total of seven games in the major league level. Uh, I'm sorry, nine games in the major league level, seven of them last year with an ERA close to six. Um, other than that, he's only 26 years old, but he has a similar scouting profile, 70 perspective, 80 fastball, um, a 60 perspective, 65 slider, um, and, a, an average to above average changeup. So it's, it, you know, similar, certainly Giolito had a higher ceiling from the beginning, but a similar type profile from a big guy, uh, cause he's six foot nine, which is crazy. Um, yeah, that's large, but similar kind of profile. And so it'll be interesting to see if Giolito is able to harness it at the major league level with the, you know, pitching development guys in Chicago.
0: Yeah. So that all being said, uh, National's found their outfielder, and now we're looking for a closer.
1: Yeah, which kind of took a
0: couple turns uh, on Wednesday evening. I'm sorry, kind of took a couple turns on Wednesday
1: evening. Yeah, it seems. So, why don't you uh, why don't you uh, expound upon that?
0: Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but Ken Rosenthal has reported on MLB Network that the Nationals are not in on Aroldis Chapman or Kenley Jansen.
1: I had not seen that. See? Which which you would
0: me. which you would think that with the money saved on the Adam Eaton contract and all of that, that maybe the Nationals would be willing to spend a little bit more money. Yeah. Um to get one of these big guys, but uh based on um the amount of money that Mark Melanson signed for with the Giants, which was four years sixty two million dollars. Yeah. So um, much money. Uh, Kenley Jansen and Aroldis Chapman are going to go for markedly more money than Uh, 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 that—a metric butt ton worth. (laughs) A uh,
1: literal metric butt ton. Yes. There there were reports that Chapman already had a 92 million dollar offer on the table, which is just—that's bananas. I mean, that's
0: just—it's pretty—it's silly season for sure. For a guy that pitches
1: Uh, 70 innings a year, it's it's crazy.
0: And any reasonable person would want Kenley Jansen more, right? Uh, I would think, uh, just because of the age and yeah. all of that. But uh, at the end of the day, Kenley Jansen also has a draft pick uh, tied to him. Right.
1: Which is, so, which is always going to make a difference.
0: Which is always going to make a difference, especially in Mike Rizzo's world. Well, I was going
1: to say, in Mike Rizzo's world, in which he just gave up three top ten prospects. Yes. So he's thinking he's thinking forward to looking forward to June in a big way to kind of try to restock things. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like
0: uh, that's uh, in the cards too much. Um, so I know there was another report also that the Nationals are talking with the Rays about uh, Colame.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if he would be uh, in line for a closer position uh, or just to shore up
1: kind of the back end of the bullpen. Or to have him come in and be the next Columet to pitch in relief for the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun to have
0: someone whose buttocks need praying
1: for. (laughs) Uh, But uh, like you said, Alex Colomay pitched well for the Rays um, last year and has had a pretty decent career, a a bit of an under-the-radar career. He's not somebody you hear a whole lot about.
0: I mean, he's in Tampa. I think everyone in Tampa outside of Evan Longoria and before David Price...
1: yeah. Kind of underrated point. careers. Kevin Kiermeyer, I think, is probably the next biggest name there. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's great. He's great. But again, most people don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you'd have to imagine at this point they're going to try to get someone via trade, I guess, because they don't have too many other options. At the same time, you know, other organizations know that you just made a big depletion from your Minor top minor league prospects, and are they going to be willing to to make a deal to trade some of the bigger guys? I mean, that's really that will be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I think uh, obviously the biggest domino uh, to fall because of this uh, Adam Eaton deal is that uh, the outfield is now going to be some variation of Jason Worth in left, and then Bryce Harper and Adam Eaton. Therefore, Trey Turner is going to be your starting shortstop.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a it's a foregone conclusion now.
0: So that leaves Danny Espinoza as either a Ben Zobra super utility guy, or more likely as trade fodder.
1: Yes, Do you, which uh, other
0: teams will know. But the shortstop market is incredibly sparse right now.
1: Yes, it, and, there, and there are going to be I teams that are going to want an above above you know replacement player level shortstop
0: with great range exactly uh very good defensive shortstop with some pop uh incredibly good value at around four million dollars uh so there's definitely value there um so uh very very sad to say but i'm pretty sure we've seen the last of danny espinoza in dc
1: yeah I think so, too. It makes more sense to use him as value to get a reliever and...
0: uh, Or starting pitching depth.
1: Or starting pitching depth, absolutely, um, than it is to uh, hold on to him when you can still have an option, a guy like Stephen Drew or something, for some extra depth. For sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which there were reports today, I believe, that the Nationals are still looking to re-sign Stephen Drew. I did
1: see see that, which is why I thought about that. Because, I I mean, it, it... it quite frankly makes more. You, you trade the guy that you have in the organization that could be major league ready for a for a second tier team uh, to play shortstop, and um, you bring in a free agent on a one year two year deal to give you some depth. I mean, that's
0: yeah. I mean, uh, when you look at defense, uh, Danny Espinoza is a top ten shortstop in baseball, and overall, I'd say he's probably a top twenty. He could easily be starting for fifteen major league teams.
1: Easily. And as you've said, walking in, as we talked about, and as you've talked about online earlier this week, when there were or at the end of last week, when there were conversations that Danny Espinosa might be the guy who's non-tendered, um, he can play easily three to four positions easily, right. maybe five. So, um, I don't know that you're, you know, you could find value of him in other ways if you don't plan on having him be your everyday shortstop. And I think you'd get a lot of value out of it.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but I think that uh, this trade kind of uh, moves this next domino into place uh, that we could see Danny Espinoza as a huge asset for Mike Rizzo going forward to get another piece. Obviously, uh, back end help is uh, dwindling. Uh, the free agent market right now is pretty much uh, what are we looking at? Feliz, Jansen, Chapman. Yeah, uh, Wade Wade Davis is officially signed or uh, traded. Yeah, uh, today to the Cubs. For, I, isn't Brett Ziegler somewhere?
1: out there somewhere as as far as decent relief?
0: Yeah. So uh, options are getting thinner, but you know Mike Rizzo has pulled rabbits out of his hat before.
1: Uh, I, for this kind of thing, my, so I don't. I think it's unfair for people to see. What is, by a lot of counts, a big payment, you can consider it an overpay if you want to, but it is a huge player payment, huge, um, to get Adam Eaton in the organization. But Mike Rizzo already knows what his next step is. He knew what his next step was before that deal was accepted. So, you know, we're looking at it from one side and saying, all these big guys are leaving and they've they've figured it out. He's got a plan, and I think at this point, with his tenure in the organization— he deserves uh, some le- some leeway yeah um, in terms of he had a plan for this for getting a center fielder I, It's It looks like Adam Eaton uh, was ahead of Andrew McCutcheon and other people that the nationals were uh, rumored to be tied to, and then uh, he's got a next plan, whether that's trade for a closer, trade for relief and trust in Sean Kelly and, and those guys uh, to do regular ninth inning duties or maybe not have regular ninth inning duties and kind of move some guys around in roles which the Nationals have people who are capable of doing. Um, there's a lot of things that are possible. And I think that Dusty Baker showed in 2016 that he's capable of managing that. Yes. So I think that... Dusty Baker,
0: the manager in 2016, was not the manager, the
1: Dusty Baker from 2000. No, I mean, no question about it. And I think he knows his guys. I think his guys respect him. Um, And I think that now Mike Rizzo knows that and he can kind of make the moves he wants to make. So uh, there are... This is one of those times where... You know, we've gone into the off-season and gotten through winter meetings and go, ah, there might not be any moves left. There are more moves left. <laughs> there are more moves coming for the Nationals, and there are
0: more trades coming, not are... just free agent signings. There are more trades no for the Nationals. No
1: question. If I was putting money on it, I would put more money on trades than free agent signings. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: uh, because the Nationals are up against it with payroll right now. They've got totally. a lot coming. Yep. Uh, they're, due, they're they're spending a lot of money this year. Uh Jason Werthman's last year of the contract, which uh, I'm sure will be a big topic uh, uh, in some off-season podcasts. A big, on, sad topic. Yeah, uh, his impact with the club. I know there's been some discussion on that and some trolling on Twitter yes. hilariously, uh, which will be fun.
1: Yes. Um, but what, I, I don't know if you mentioned this while I stepped away for a moment, but um, have we talked about what the Nationals lineup is going to look like next year?
0: Um, we haven't. So it, but we should probably talk about, uh, the other trade that was made first. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Um, the nationals, uh, filled another
1: hole, uh, catcher. Yeah. Good call. Uh, I didn't even, we didn't even talk about that in our planning. I completely forgot about Dino. Yeah. Uh, prodigal son returns. Yeah. I, I was so excited when I saw that Derek Norris was coming back. I, um, was really disappointed. I remember when he left for that deal for Oakland. Um, I got I got why the deal was made. Uh, Gio Gonzalez was great for the Nationals uh, and was a great move. But Derek Norris was kind of had the the um, stigma of all bat no glove catcher type guy, and it turns out that he has a bat still. He had a, he admittedly had a very very rough twenty sixteen. Yes, but uh, offensively, but.
0: You know, As did everyone in San
1: Diego. Exactly. Evergreen tweet. It's, yeah, well, Good point. Uh, but before that, he was playing... That was great, especially when he was in Oakland. And that's like not all that long beforehand. Um, not to mention, he worked a lot on his defense and is considered an above-average defensive catcher now. Yes,
0: uh, his pitch framing is uh, elite, let's just say.
1: Which uh, Wilson Ramos and Jose lobatone were both very good at. Yes. So... I think that um, I I'm excited to have him back in the organization. Is he going to be? There's a great article of fan graph, on FanGraphs about the signing, or was it beyond the box score? It was one of those two. I don't remember which one. But they were they were basically talking about how yeah, losing Wilson Ramos's bat for the Nationals lineup, especially the bat production of 2016, is going to be a hard thing to fix. It's right. going to be difficult, especially at the catcher position, because. There are, like, maybe three catchers in Major League Baseball who can hit like him. Um, so it was going to be a hard thing to to fix no matter what. But Derek Norris has the ability to kind of show flashes, and he doesn't need to be that guy. Not to mention, before 2016, Wilson Ramos wasn't that guy. Right. And so, yes, it was important to the Nats' success uh, that Ramos, you know, was as successful as he was, and quite frankly, it was probably part of the reason that uh, things didn't quite turn out in the playoffs as well. Uh, I mean, it was him and Strasburg, that, I mean, huge losses, he and Strasburg. Um, but I think having Derek Norris in there is going to be a, a net wash for the most part compared to what you think you're going to get from an average Wilson Ramos year.
0: I'd say yeah, over the life of everything, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I'm not saying that it's not, that Wilson Ramos won't have better offensive years cuz he will. But I yes. think D- Norris is going to be about an average offensive catcher with with plus frame. When ability. you weigh
0: the total production of time on the
1: field. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, fair. That's And he's going to be hitting eight not Danny Espinosa. So <laughs> that's a huge thing too.
0: Yes. Yeah, and this is where you kind of uh, – I saw a couple um, really interesting points. Uh, Brian Kenney was talking a lot, uh, defending a lot about uh, Adam Eaton uh, earlier, uh, a lot of uh, defending the move from a Nats perspective. Uh, and it was pretty much saying that Adam Eaton isn't really uh, – he's more replacing Ryan Zimmerman's spot in the lineup. I mean definitely his production value.
1: Definitely. Uh, so, yeah. And and slotting Zimmerman down to seven, which is where he is now as a player. <laughs> I mean, no question. If if that, we'll see what happens in 2017. But you look at where the Nationals lineup sits now with Derek Norris slotted in, and thanks for re- remembering about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we would have gotten there when we got to the eighth spot in this <laughs> in this lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Barry Sferluga um, tweeted, like... He said, Nats line up with some certainty, which which would be Turner at shortstop uh, hitting first, Eaton center field hitting second, Murphy at second base hitting uh, hitting third, Harper right field hitting fourth, which again, Eaton and Harper could have their positions change as possible. Fi- uh, 15- wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Start again. Start again.
1: What? Start again. Turner at mm-hmm. shortstop hitting first, Eaton hitting second in center field. Okay. okay. Mur- Murphy third, okay. Uh, Harper four. Rendon fifth worth six Zimmerman seven Norris eight pitcher spot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I definitely,
0: I definitely agree that they're going to flip. I, I I think they'll split up the lefties.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that makes it tough. Um, but at the same time, it's a good lineup the way it is. And and one of the things that,
0: I, I love all the lefties. I love having three, lefties that can hit lefties yeah
1: well and that was the thing that Mike Rizzo and Dusty Baker talked about in their in their conference they were like yeah they're left-handed batters but they can hit lefties (laughs) like they are not just left-handed batters who who have no prayer against left-handed pitchers um but having those having the three of them stacked together is definitely interesting to say the least so do, do you have any any thoughts on that particular lineup
0: I it moved.
1: It moved? Yeah. Yeah, yeah got it. It moved. It's, yes. it's good. It's good I like it
0: very much. It's good. Uh I really like uh I really like Turner than Eaton. Yeah. Um I think Eaton being a very good contact guy is great. Yeah um, great in that two hole, and I think uh you would see more power from Rendon getting him down in the order a little bit. Yeah, I think uh,
1: Rendon hitting five is just just about perfect.
0: I think uh getting him to where he's more comfortable, a little bit less pressure to, uh I guess, get on base and see more pitches and all that. Uh, I think there's – and move runners over. I think that's uh, going to help him a lot. Uh, I think getting Worth down a little bit, one more spot, will help. Yep. Um, it will help him too. Yeah, it will help him too. Yeah, uh, I think it will help everyone. And once again, also with Ryan Zimmerman getting him down, um, and then Derek Norris being down there, and if he can return to his 2013, 2014 numbers, yeah, I mean fourteen, I think twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen, he yeah. was at like I want to say over one ten OPS plus each year. Uh, he was an All Star one of those years. Uh, both of his years in Oakland, he was legit. Yeah. He was serious. He, so if he can, he can, if he can replicate even close to that, if he can be uh, over 100 OPS plus player, he's going to
1: be fantastic. He's going to be amazing, and he's going to be sitting in the eight hole. And and not only that even in 2015 yes 2016 was like as we said it was a down year even in 2015 it wasn't a great year but he was still good for 2.4 f4 which was only a little bit worse than the season before cuz he did so well defensively then he hit 250 hit with a, his on base percentage was just above 300 but he did hit 250 it's not like it was an, it was a disaster of a year um so uh, like you said, if you could have a guy like that, even 2015 version in the eight hole, you're not doing so bad.
0: Right. Especially if you're getting some, uh, some good defense.
1: Exactly. And, and your pitchers are enjoying throwing to him. And I think Which is
0: what we have said for years about Danny
1: Espinoza. Exactly. Exactly. In if he's hit hole. If he's hitting an eight spot, not much else matters.
0: Right. If you're getting the defense out of it, we're okay. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else is a, a, a nice, happy, a happy bonus.
1: As, especially in the, uh. The National League. It's the way it works.
0: Yep. So, yeah, Derek Norris. Happy he's coming home. A uh, lot of good beards. Yeah, like so many beards. good beards on,
1: uh, on the Nationals right now. Like Very bearded outfield, bearded backstop. Yeah, Very beardy. Beardy. Uh, so... Anything I do want to say I I pulled a, a tweet from from our friend Ryan Sullivan at the Nats GM uh, from Twitter that I wanted to say about you know people kind of being concerned about the level of prospects given up for for Eaton he said I love prospects more than anyone and the price was steep but Adam Eaton is a fantastic underrated player and the fans will love him so I wanted to kind of wrap up the whole the whole show stuff with that because uh, I think it's a good reminder that like yeah it sucks to lose prospects when you feel attached to them, but that's what they're there for.
0: Yes, and as always will happen with prospects, we, you, I, everyone else that is a fan of the team, will always probably overvalue our prospects totally. more uh, than others. Totally. Um, I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, the White Sox chose the Red Sox deal of Moncada and... Dude, I can't remember whose name. Yeah, I can't remember. Damn it. I can't remember uh, but the Ma- pieces But in that Moncada, deal. number one prospect in baseball. Oh, and pitcher who can throw 105.
1: Right. Oh, right. Yeah, Just that.
0: that. That dude. Right. Uh, number. I mean, I would personally, if I were the GM, I would take the number one position prospect in baseball over the number one pitching prospect in baseball every day of
1: the week. Yeah, because they're playing every day.
0: Because they're playing every day. Yeah. And then... And then when it comes down to secondary pieces, if someone can throw 105, yeah, probably going to take a chance.
1: Over yeah, Roberts. because because if he can actually especially command he, it,
0: especially if the number two piece in the Nats' case, Ronaldo Lopez, uh, I probably would project as a reliever anyway.
1: Yeah, I I think that's true. I I actually wrote down. I was uh, texting with uh, Will Yoder earlier, and I I wrote down uh, that I think that. Lopez is a number three starter, four starter at best on his career. Yeah. Like best case. Yeah. Um, So,
0: so anyway, prospects are there to be traded. uh, And like I said earlier in the show, um, it seems like Mike Rizzo always has top prospects to trade. Yep. I mean, think about where we were 10 years ago. We weren't in the conversation for any free agents. We weren't in the conversations for any big trades Now people are complaining about, oh, Nationals are always the bridesmaid, never the bride, and blah, 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 never want to deal out the prospects. But the thing is we're always in the conversation. Yep. And we are making some deals. And if you look at the deals that have been made, I don't think there's been a single deal that I can remember that the Nationals flat out lost.
1: I – I think this is the closest that I remember.
0: And there's no way to tell for a while. Yeah,
1: you can't—but this is the first time— On paper. This is the first time on paper it feels like there's a chance the Nationals could lose it. Like, any other trade that Mike Rizzo's ever made, I've, I never once for a second thought there was a chance that it could be lost. Never a chance. Right. Um This is the one, and I'm not saying it's going to. I still think it was the right deal for the time, and if it ends up being that Giolito turns into a number one or a number two starter and uh, Dunning ends up being somebody and and Lopez turns into an elite late-inning reliever, then we'll go, yeah, all right, The, the the White Sox did good, but that doesn't necessarily mean the Nats did poorly. Yeah. And here's the great thing about baseball. Both
0: teams can win a trade. Exactly. Like, if the Nationals win a World Series in the next two years... Are you going to say that this trade was a loss? Exactly. I mean, if Adam Eaton is a key piece of a World Series winning team in the next five years, are you going to say this trade was a loss, even if Lucas Giolio goes on to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah.
1: Eh, probably, probably not, not
0: going to say it's a loss. Probably not. Yeah. And his nickname is Banky.
1: There yeah. you go. You can't, can't lose, I think.
0: Uh, but, so, uh, very good point,
1: Craig. Very good point. Uh, um, thank you, Beard. Nice. For
0: reminding me that his nickname was Spanky. It's
1: a pretty good nickname. Um,
0: so anyway, uh, it could be a win for both teams, but uh, Mike Rizzo has made many, many trades. I point you no further than Trey Turner and Joe Ross for Steven Souza. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trey well, Turner, who is untouchable right now. Right. Everyone wants him in every trade. Like the Nationals could have had Chris Sale, if they said, "Yeah, we'll throw in Trey Turner, no problem." But nope.
1: Yeah, and then so and then and then you have getting Doug Fister for Steve Lombardozzi and Ian Kroll and Robbie Ray. I mean, yeah, the, those kinds of deals it, you can't you can't forget those kinds of deals. <laughs> you yeah. you can't let yourself forget those. because and the list
0: goes on and on yeah. and on and on and on. And on. Yep. So, uh, I. It could be a, a, a bad trade. could be a, an amazing trade. You never know, but uh, the track record's there for Mike Rizzo, uh, and I think it was a good trade, as I've said many, many times tonight, and I will probably have to say many, many more times. Uh, it filled a hole that the Nationals have. Uh, please do not sign a world as Chapman Yeah. ever. He is deplorable. Yes, I would. And I choose my words very carefully <laughs> when I say that.
1: Yes, quite. Um, we, we did get a couple of questions. Yes, we did. So, we got a couple. Uh, I think
0: everyone was surprised to hear from us.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So I, we'll hit some of those, the ones that we didn't talk about already. Uh, <clears throat> question from Logan's uh, Hatman15, uh, who with the Nats closer on opening day.
0: Uh, someone outside of the organization.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I want yeah. to say something crazy. I can't. It's got to be somebody outside the organization. Yeah. Um, you uh, want to say
0: Steven Strasberg. Yeah, right.
1: I was going to actually the go... The
0: $170 million closer. Yeah, that would be ridiculous.
1: Um, Randy asks, shouldn't uh, Giolita Lopez Dunning package net a superstar eating as a good, cheap, and controllable... Uh, better means elite closer too uh, i I mean I do think that Eaton has the potential to be an underrated type superstar if he 's not already, yeah, I
0: think you have to look at your definition of superstar yeah uh here
1: he 's uh, not the would, brand
0: would yeah would Andrew McCutcheon have fit your profile because if you look at their statistics, maybe Andrew McCutcheon puts up the same numbers as Adam Eaton for two years that you have him, yeah. But Adam Eaton has the potential to do that for
1: five. And you have him under control for that time.
0: So, so yeah. Um, it really depends on your definition of superstar. Uh, because when you look at the actual numbers, Adam Eaton puts up very similar statistics uh, as the superstars you might be mentioning. He's no Mike Trout, but no one is. Uh, yeah. He looks very favorably when it comes to statistics uh, and the numbers. Uh, He just doesn't have the sexy name and personality. Um, So I think, um, yeah, I I, I think it netted exactly what you would want. Uh, It's just not the flash you might want, which is okay because uh, the Nationals probably have the flashiest player in baseball not named Joannis Suspitas.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That's true. And I think that that player is quite likely the one that uh, texted Ken Rosenthal WTF question mark exclamation point you think so I really do I I mm. cannot think a one other Nationals player who would say that and then actually go to his phone and text it like mm. I could totally see uh, Max Scherzer sitting on his couch going what the but I can't actually see him then picking up his phone and texting Ken Rosenthal
0: it'd probably be someone like Clint Robinson
1: yeah so somebody you'd least expect
0: yeah yeah uh, I think it has to be Harper, but maybe not. someone with grit. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, and then Chris think... Heisey. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I just signed a deal with this team. I'll I'll reach out. Oh, to yeah, Rosenthal. Chris
0: Heisey's back. I called it. There yeah, you go. You did
1: call that. You d- you totally called that.
0: Chris Heisey's back. I called it on the podcast. You did. Suck it.
1: You did. Uh, and I think the last question we have is from Jerry uh, Jerry. Uh, would you rather have Eaton or McCutcheon for this price? I would. I would have thought this deal would have worked for the Pirates. I I think this deal would have. I think the Pirates would have said yes, yes, yes before they yeah, even finished they the jump. package. <laughs> um, but this, because of all the reasons that Craig just said, the controllability of Eaton and the fact that Eaton is on the upswing of his career and and McCutcheon is likely not um, make this the better deal that cost more money. And I mean, I, I really, I think this is a, for nationals fans. I think this is a bit of an AL problem. It's the, you don't get to see these guys play. I, I don't either. Like this is not some. I know what I read about them, but I haven't seen Adam Eaton play very much because I don't watch much AL baseball. So, um, I think that's part of it too. P- people, uh, in Chicago and people on, on AL, uh, uh, who are fans of AL teams know what Adam Eaton is. And I think that will end up being a net positive for the Nats. Uh, and certainly better for the price. Certainly. I think the Nationals could have gotten McCutcheon for less. But they wanted Eaton. I guess I should say that. There you go. Well, Craig, anything else you want to you wanna add uh, before we, we wrap up? Um... Real quick mentions. Uh,
0: very happy to see Wilson Ramos sign on in Tampa. Yes. Two he years. $18 million. I think that's a great deal yes. for Tampa and for Ramos. Yeah. Uh, it looks like his rehab is progressing faster than expected. Which is awesome. He hopes to be back in May, which would be great. Um, I still think he would be able to get one more decent payday after this two years is up. Um, but I think it's a great fit. I think they're going to absolutely love him. The 12 fans that Tampa Bay has.
1: Yeah, burn. Burn, burn, burn.
0: Um, and then the other one, uh, I know that a lot of people are fans, um, of Ian Desmond, uh, got his contract, uh, signed in Colorado, which, I'm pretty sure we both predicted.
1: Yeah, we totally talked I, about it.
0: I want to. Did we talk about it on an off-season pod, or was it like a, like a was it last year? or Was it a trade deadline thing? It must
1: like? have been either a trade deadline thing or a, you know an off-season from last year thing. But I know I remembered us both talking about how his. I think it was
0: last year.
1: Hit, well, it it must have been, but. Uh. Oh, it was last year. You know why? Because it was when uh uh bef- it was before he signed in Texas and it was when Jose Reyes was going to be going to jail.
0: That's it.
1: And we were like, "Oh, well, there's a, you know, he could be a shortstop." You know, that's that's what it was. So, I'm glad he ended up landing there. Um I think it's going to be a good spot for him.
0: I think it is. Um he mashes there. Uh he had a shitty second half. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad to see him make the payday. He still will not be making what he turned down in D.C., um, which sucks for him. But yeah. It, I, it, it, it sucks is. for him to the tune of five years and $70 million. Yeah. So I mean, he, he that got, sucks real hard. He got
1: paid real well. But it, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things when you take a bet on yourself, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, congrats to him. I think it'll he'll work well there. Uh, it's kind of one of those mid-market teams, I think, that, Uh, His personality will be great there. So congratulations to him and and his whole family.
0: The Rockies are going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to be a fun team. Keep an eye on the Rockies. You heard it here first.
1: Nice. Nice. Well, on that bold prediction, I think we'll uh, wrap up this very episode of Nat's Talk on the Go. Uh, Unless you got anything else, Craig.
0: Bye, Ben Revere. Yes, it was Benavir. too. It was too short. It it and was too short. You were short, not good, but he
1: was so very bad. So you were not good. It's going to be the way it works sometimes. Yep. Uh, well, thank you all for tuning into this episode of uh, Nat's Talk on the Go. We'll be back with you, you know, when there's more news to talk about. But if we don't talk to you, happy holidays.
0: Thanks for listening to Nat's Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at NatsTalkOnTheGo.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the Special Ops link at the top of the page or head right to NatsTalkOnTheGo.com slash Special Ops. You can contact the guys at NatsTalkOnTheGo on on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at NatsTalkOnTheGo.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats!
1: Well, if you stick here for the end of our awesome intro and outro music, uh, by which you always should, which you always should, because the Crimson Electric is, amaz- is amazing, just like our friend Josh, who uh, who does our intro and outro, you get a, a special nugget on the show, uh, which is Max Scherzer won a Cy Young, Craig. Max Scherzer won a Cy Young. Yeah, <laughs> which we neglected to mention during the show uh and no this is still the show we planned it this way oh this was totally it no i'm, I'm saying we totally planned it this way but we didn't do it early because we want people to uh stick on because sometimes we might give you a little gift at the end of the show that's right so this is a little holiday treat it is a holiday treat um, max scherzer won the cy young so he he joined the elite list of of people who have won it in both leagues um were you surprised i was i was really shocked actually i was very surprised
0: I was surprised by a lot of the voting uh, this awards season, to be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, the Rick Porcello winning Porcello, 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 Porcello. Okay, uh, winning Al Young was a bit of a surprise as well. Also to Kate Upton. So
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, that was a pretty that was pretty funny.
0: But uh, I was very very happy. Uh, I know b- on our last show we both predicted that maybe. Um, that the Cubs pitchers would split
1: a little bit. Yeah. Although, right. I mean, uh, and I, I thought that's definitely what happened, but Max Scherzer kind of walked away with it. Yeah. Which, which I thought was pretty surprising. And I, I think Max Scherzer obviously deserves the, uh, deserves the accolade. I don't think there's anything. I just kind of thought that, you know, the Cubs are the sexy story, even before they did the thing, the Cubs are the sexy story. Um, uh, so I was just surprised that Scherzer got the recognition and well deserved. Uh, but I was a little surprised.
0: Yeah, and it, it kind of is an interesting, uh, discussion. Oh, another thing I was surprised at. Uh, Mike Trout actually won the AL MVP, which once again, it should be just renamed the Mike Trout award. Yeah. Um, because he should always win. He should always win. Um, the fact that he only has two MVP awards is
1: <laughs> criminal. <laughs> yeah. It's criminal. It's exactly
0: the word I was going to use, but yes. Very happy that he won. Um, but Max Scherzer, um, winning, Uh, He had the most wins. Rick Porcello had the most wins. And I know that recently the pitcher that has had the most wins has always won. Yeah. And that has always been a big knock on Masai Young. Uh, I know Max Scherzer's uh, uh, other stats were phenomenal and all of that. Right. Um, So I don't want to give the writers too much credit. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: That's a good point. But uh, You know what I do want to give credit for, though? Hmm. I want to give credit for for Max Scherzer's awesome celebration for winning the Cy Young on oh, a that boat with champagne, which was amazing. Really good.
0: Yeah, uh, that was that was super fun. Yeah, just uh, on vacation, just
1: what Skyping in. Yeah, like Skype, and... Skyping into MLB Network because like you know he's on vacation, so he's not. Bad. Yeah, but I, I actually was also surprised. Anthony Rendon won the NL Comeback Player of the Year award.
0: Yeah, that was great. That was really good to see. Uh, I, I thought he deserved it as well. Um, I I was surprised just because it wasn't something that was on my radar.
1: No, not at all.
0: Um, yeah, not something that's on my radar at all.
1: And uh, honestly, I I, I don't want to. It it kind of just felt like a, a an award that Jose Fernandez was going to win, if he was even up for it. Like, yeah, he came back from the Tommy John had a great year. And then, you know, had right? a phenomenal year. Yeah. So I don't know. I just kind of felt like, oh, well, that's a good way to honor. Him. Maybe they plan on doing it in another way. But certainly Rendon was worthy. He helped carry the Nats at points during the season. He had an incredible, especially second half, which we yeah. had talked about kind of at length at the end of the, at the end of the season. But, um, he had a, he had a great year. So uh, well-deserved the, so the Nationals, uh, did win some hardware as well as Dusty Baker when he manager of the year. Yep. So there there was some hardware won by, by the uh by the Nets players. Did he win
0: he didn't win manager of no, the year? No, he didn't. Year.
1: Okay, I just made it up. Who won? No, he was
0: up for manager of the year. Oh, he was up for year. manager of the year. Sorry. Yeah, he uh, did not win. But yeah, he didn't he he did, he, he, won, he, right? he did not win. No. No, he definitely did not. Um but uh in, I think MLB did I I don't know if it's new or just the fact that there's so many goddamn awards. Um Esurance has awards now, apparently. Oh god. MLB did a big show for it. Uh, they basically, best player at every position. Uh, Max Scherzer won best pitcher. Oh, nice. Which was awesome. And Daniel Murphy won best second baseman. Nice. Which was surprising. Well-deserved question mark? Yeah. Yeah. But, but very cool. So uh, really nice to see, uh, regardless of the legitimacy of the e award. Uh, yes. nice to see some recognition for uh, nationals players and really happy for Max and really happy that we planned this, uh, uh, Coda on our show.
1: And, and oh, the, the music man goes with Coda. That's right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, with a C, not a K. Yes. Not, not like Glover. Uh, well, th- thanks for hanging out for our, our little Coda here at the end of the, uh, podcast and we'll talk to you guys next time.